Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Stall, stall, stall. Bathroom stall? Call who for a good time? Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Okay. Hello! Hello! We are back after a two-week break. We've had a holiday, we're refreshed, Annabelle looks ten years younger. <laughs> Oh, yes. You, 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 you too. Have, you haven't aged. I, I'm aging horribly. You know. I, I am, Annabelle, let's admit it. You're not aging horribly. <laughs> so you're not aging well. <laughs> there is there is a word somewhere between the two. No, you're just, you're, we're just, all aging. No, but I'm Your hair's just, just slightly changing colour, but that's the only difference. No, I do, you know, let's all admit it. I look increasingly like a garden gnome. <laughs> you know that's true. I'm not going to say it because it's know, not true. You know that is true. You're not jowly. That's because the beard. I told you when um, I shaved the beard off a few years ago to a, go to a fancy dress party as mm. someone from the 50s. Because in the 50s, you didn't have a beard unless you were a submarine captain. Of course not, yeah. Or a hippie. Mm. Don't even know. The word. Probably a beatnik. Probably precedes hippies. There were no hippies in the 50s, were there? Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I can't go with a beard. So I shaved the beard off. And I'd always be convinced that underneath here, it's just my 20 five-year-old face and it's not it's a nana's face <laughs> there are some real jowls i'm gonna stop shaving then <laughs> cover my jowls anyway uh you you don't you you haven't aged in all the time i've known you well if I any, no, no, no weirdly i'll be absolutely honest with you there was a period where you started to age and then it went into reverse it's very strange and when was that period what did it coincide with newborn yeah probably yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. less makeup <laughs> that's all it was I wasn't putting makeup on uh so here we are thank you for bearing with us after a two-week break somebody tweeted me and and i did actually here's something i did hmm. while i was away i deleted Twitter, Facebook, WhatsApp, mail, and all um, news apps off my phone. That is such a good idea. So there was no temptation. No. You were in the moment. I was. The whole holiday. How did it feel? Took a lot of photos. <laughs> right. Just needed an excuse to have my phone in my hand of at course, all times. Of course, yeah. So that's, that's what I was doing. Um, but anyway, when I got back, I saw somebody had tweeted me to ask when we were back off holiday, and somebody else had tweeted me asking um, if, if I'd been staying in an Airbnb because it's better because you don't have to interact with people on check-in. Oh, and yeah, I yeah. have, and I haven't thought about that aspect of it, mm-hmm. though. But it's like being a spy, isn't it? 
Is and having a Dropbox. Oh, I see. Because yeah, a Dropbox. You could see it as a Dropbox to make it more exciting. No, so so yeah. we stayed in. We did. We stayed in two different places. We went to a place called Shelter Island, and we had a few days in New York City. And at the apartment we stayed in in New York City, um, an hour before we were due to check in, the woman who had the apartment sent me a photograph of a padlock, padlock Ooh. to a fence, and said, "The key is inside here. Here's the code." That is exciting. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah that it's, is it's, it's like being a spy. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to mention was that the first place we stayed in, so again, we didn't have any, uh, we didn't meet the owner or anything. She just told me where the key was. So we we turn up and slightly odd situation. So the place had been clean since the previous uh, occupants. Okay. In as much as the beds were made and there was no washing up in the sink whatever, Mm -hmm. but it hadn't been cleaned properly. For example, there was a half-eaten Cornetto just sitting there in the freezer, just sitting loose. Like, what are you supposed to do with that? Eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Around somebody else's bite marks. Okay, yeah. There was human hair on the pillowcases. Okay, okay. So my wife is saying we really need to get in touch and ask them to come and clean this properly. Right. And I don't want to make a fuss because she's not going to interact with them on the Airbnb email because she shies away from technology. Right. To her, that would live in the realm of technology rather than just writing somebody a message. So to her, there's no difference to fixing a computer. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Technology, I can't do it, right. So I know it's going to fall to me. However, I think these things are significant enough to mention, but they could possibly fall into the realm of the person just thinking we're being difficult and then give me a bad rating on Airbnb. If, for example, you saw those comments on a TripAdvisor review, would you roll your eyes a bit? That, that's what you need <laughs> yeah, to yeah, ask yeah, yourself. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, I don't know how I'm going to phrase this. This is going to be awkward. I've got impeccable Airbnb reviews. I don't want to ruin that. I've got mm. five stars. I don't want to ruin it. Mm, okay. Then my wife shouts to me from, uh, from one of the bedrooms. She said, you need to come here. And left out on the bed in one of the rooms mm. is a sex toy. You're kidding me. No. Whoa, just like lying on the bed? Yeah. <gasps> this all sounds a bit weird now. So so now I feel that I've got enough ammunition to say we need to get some cleaners in. Yeah. However, I am now faced with the challenge of mentioning that there was a sex toy left on the bed. <laughs> at the you... same time as trying to be polite and likable enough to retain my five-star Airbnb rating. So what did you do? I wrote a message saying, hi, um, just just a little something, and don't worry, I'd never put this in a review. I'm not the type to leave a okay. bad review, but mm. um, I think maybe the, the cleaners didn't do a proper job between us and the last tenants. The, okay. There's some human hair on a pillow. And, human hair. You know, a, I think it was human. <laughs> Where you specified who we, human? We, we sent it to the lab. <laughs> <laughs> this is we had it forensically analyzed. Not a llama. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, well, we're all know, waiting for the sex toy bit. Keep going. Some, yeah. uh, uh, food lying about. Did you mention the cornetto? I, I said food lying about. Food lying eaten about. food. Mm-hmm. Oh, partially eaten food. Partially. Yeah. And I said, and um, and there was a. a intimate adult object in one of the bedrooms. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> You're not writing for the Telegraph. <laughs> You're sending an email to someone who's left a sex toy on a bed. 
Because what I knew about, like, I knew that as soon as I said that, it would shame them into sending cleaners around straight away. <laughs> but I didn't want to overplay my hand. Right, right, right. So it's almost like I'm not quite sure what it is, but I, yeah. I'm guessing that it's <laughs> slightly intimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then what happened? Uh, they sent the cleaners around. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we went out, came back, and there was no tr- no sign of it anywhere. Was there any apology? Bit of an apology, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I looked everywhere for it. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't find it. Welcome to the main module of the show with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port in a program called Adrift. Can you get with it yet? Please send us your story of uncomfortable human interactions. I think that was, uh, I've set the bar quite high there with having to tell somebody whose house I'm renting that there was a, an intimate adult object. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you have. Left yeah. out. But, you know, let's let's see. Uh, at least I didn't have to do it face to face. Yeah, that would have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, that's not, we tend not to get into the saucier end of things, really, on this podcast. I mean, the scatological comes mm, up. Mm, mm. But, you know, perhaps you have had uncomfortable interactions of a sexual nature. Okay, keep it clean. <laughs> Do you know, you you actually winced when I used the word sexual. <laughs> it then. Just, it's no, such... but you went sexual nature. It's disgusting. Isn't that what the, Simon mm. Bates used to say on the intro to videos, you know, to tell you what certification uh, they were? Yeah, yeah, this one yeah. is Certificate 15, which means there may be swear words of a sexual nature. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, email is hello at adriftpodcast.com. First one's from Lee. A few years ago, I went camping at the Gilfest three-day music festival with my sister, her friend and my mate Moley. Having enjoyed all the bands and partying hard on Friday night, we rose early on Saturday full of excitement and anticipation for the day ahead. Gilfest had an arrangement with the local leisure centre across the road from the festival that allowed camping ticket holders to use their lovely warm showers for the sum of £1, a bargain. We decided that we would make use of these wondrous showering facilities. However, to get to the leisure centre, it meant that we needed to walk through the campsite, across the festival field and then across a busy motorway. This route meant a good mile walk, which was a tad annoying as we could see the leisure centre from the campsite as it was situated pretty much next door. It was at this point that we spotted that our campsite had a perimeter wire mesh fence, which was supported on concrete blocks, leaving a handy little gap underneath, which we felt we could use as a shortcut to limbo under, saving us a long walk. My sister, her friend and Molly all gracefully slithered seamlessly under the fence. And then it was my turn. I was carrying a little more weight than my fellow campers. Nonetheless, I lay on my back and proceeded to attempt to slither under the gap. All was going to plan until I realised halfway through that my belly was rather hindering the progress. Then it dawned on me. I was stuck. I tried to shuffle back into the campsite. Nothing doing. I tried then to shuffle towards the promised land of the leisure centre. Again, no joy. The panic started to set in. By now, a small but amused crowd had formed from the campsite (laughs) to witness my plight. There I was, trapped under the fence, my arms and legs flailing, beside myself with shame, whilst my fellow campmates desperately tried to free me. A few minutes passed, which seemed like hours, when the situation took a turn for the worse. Three burly security guards appeared. Not being a rule breaker, I desperately waved my wristband in their direction to prove I was a legitimate festival goer. I was not trying to sneak into the venue to gatecrash the weekend. 
the stony-faced security guards approached the fence and using their brute force managed to lift it up to set me free. My joy at my newfound freedom was relatively short-lived and to compound this whole embarrassing incident as I rolled out from under the fence. Rather than allow me to continue with my shortcut, the security guards gruffly insisted that I should roll back into the campsite (laughs) and use the prescribed route to the leisure centre. The walk of shame through the assembled crowd and growling security cards back through the campsite will haunt me forever. I couldn't look anyone in the eye for the remainder of the weekend for fear that it witnessed the whole shameful incident. I think it's more of a roll of shame. <laughs> oh, that's good. I, I really enjoyed the repeated use of the word slither oh, as well. Oh, me too. Yeah, it was wonderful. Do you ever think there used to be a comedian who would come on TV? I, I, I mean, this is a vague memory. And he'd go like this. He'd sort of uh, do his hand in a snaking motion. He'd go slither and then he'd go spook who was that i can't remember i remember it but i don't know why <laughs> like, and, and, and in my mind there was nothing else in his act apart <gasps> from him going slither spook and that got him on television yeah yeah <laughs> so we need to do think of something like that <laughs> all right uh what else and this is from nina like all drifters i have a plethora of hideous stories to tell just too many to choose from and some so tinged with sadness i don't think it's possible to share <laughs> things i've done as an alcoholic drifter that would be funny if i was if i was a drifter without the prefix anyway to get started i thought i would share a couple of choice moments to set my profile up as it were very nice great great yeah establishing character yeah yes. yeah 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 as two people who are open and honest about their fertility journey experience, I thought you might appreciate it. Here are my nuggets. My partner and I have had fertility treatment, quite a few appointments, and one happens to be booked for the following Tuesday whilst we are there. As we leave the room, I tap the nurse on the shoulder and with an exaggerated wink say, see you next Tuesday. Must be quite a fertility clinic in joke, hey? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> A tired smile, no acknowledgement at all that it might be a fertility clinic in-joke. Nothing to acknowledge my comedy prowess in an otherwise awkward and stressful situation. Just us leaving the room with an appointment for next Tuesday. Not content, I carried on. What, what is wrong with people who I don't know. just laugh politely at I know, even if you don't get the joke, there's something in the tone of voice that yes. says it's a joke. Just yeah. go, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, there are social oh. cues. I know, I know. Not content, I carried on the day and saw my therapist, who I always see on a Tuesday and have done so for a year, and have never saw fit to mention to her that I will be doing the same next week. What do I do when I leave the room? That's right. See you next Tuesday. Wink, wink, comedy mouth. She says, yes, as usual. (laughs) And I feel the need to point out that I was being funny. You know, see you next Tuesday. She says she's confused and she doesn't understand. I mumble something about the acronym that is actually incorrect and please forget this ever happened. (sighs) Back to the fertility clinic and after I had a miscarriage, we went back for a follow-up appointment. There is something called an endo scratch that women can have done. I wanted to know at what point we would be able to start the treatment again, i.e. do we have to pay from the start again? The doctor said we can miss out the first steps and start from the endo scratch. Whereupon I slapped him on the thigh and said, start from scratch, ha ha. (laughs) Enough said. Now, whenever Tuesday comes into the conversation, my partner just looks at me and shakes his head firmly. Don't do it. Don't Aww. do it. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, please share your stories with us. Uh, those were delightful. They were. D- delightful this week. Uh, you can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Sometimes when you're not paying attention, you didn't even realise you're in a sewer. That's not the case here. Right now you're on a lake, and it's, it's really nice. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port, Adrift. 
It's a play on words about water. I said to my wife on holiday, I'm really enjoying this holiday, but I do feel I'm missing out on not learning about a way in which Annabelle isn't a fully functioning adult. Part 32. Right. Weddings. So in September, I went to two weddings in three weeks. And they were both really lovely weddings. Really, really, really lovely. They probably don't listen to the podcast. You can be honest. And then one of them does. <laughs> no, they, no they, gen- they actually genuinely were properly yeah. lovely weddings. But I now feel qualified to talk about the very worst thing that can happen at a wedding. So it's dinner time. Mm-hmm. And you look at the seating plan. Yes. And you're not seated with anybody you know. Oh, the worst. The worst. The bride and the groom have separated you from your partner, your family or your friends as they want to mix things up a bit, let everyone get to know everybody. Who who enjoys that? If there is a hell, there will be a table for these brides and grooms to sit at for eternity, but not next to each other, because the devil will have mixed it up a bit, let everybody get to know each other a bit better. Is there a word for when you see the seating plan, realise you're not near your loved ones, so you then go straight for your place card and move it so that you're with the people that you know? That is a bold move. (laughs) You're saying you've never done it? No, I've always wanted to, but I've never done it. Oh, wow. I think there should be a word for it because I'm pretty sure that it does happen multiple times on Saturdays throughout the year across the country. I'm going to suggest one now. What about weddings move? I'm happy to hear about alternatives. It's not great. Uh, yeah, I didn't spend a lot of time on it. Suggestions, please. Uh, yeah. Hello at driftpodcast.com. But we're going to go with it for now. So at the two of the weddings I went to last month, I had to do one weddings move. <laughs> and I witnessed at least three others doing weddings moves. Can I just be clear? You are just saying the words weddings and moves together. No, no it's wedding. It's W-E-D-I-N-S moves. Weddings moves. Is, is there a double meaning that I'm missing? No. It's You've like just the... lost the G to make it funkier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you. I think I feel like the more I say it, the more it's just becoming a normal word. Like, say, for example, alphabet. You probably thought that was silly at first. The more you hear it... <laughs> it is just a portmanteau in itself, isn't it? <laughs> and they drop the A off the end of beta. There you go. Exactly. So okay, I'm just doing okay, the same thing okay. and everyone's got used to it. Okay, okay. So I saw at least three other people do weddings moves. And I'm sure there are many more weddings moves. I'll stop saying it now. It's not going, like, no matter how many times you say it, like, even if this podcast had a much bigger audience than it does, it wouldn't become a thing. No, no, no. Okay. Even though I did this weddings move, I still ended up sitting between two social, total strangers. I didn't do it very well, basically. I had one strange man either side. Opposite was slightly better because it was my one-year-old son. Although conversationally, he only really says the word digger. So (laughs) not great. Diagonally opposite me on one side was my boyfriend, which was fine, even though we ran out of conversation about six years ago. And diagonally opposite on the other side, another strange man. Now, I could avoid most conversation by busying myself with my son. Mm. But annoyingly, there was a candle between us. So every time I leant over to press play on a Peter Rabbit video, I singed myself. (laughs) I was quite pleased, though, that the man to my right, within less than one minute of chat, I'd found out that he had a heart attack nine months ago. We, we were right into it. Like, there was no small talk there. That was good. I didn't even say hello to the man on my left. I was too busy with the life and death stuff <laughs> on my right. So that was quite good. But I have realised why my favourite bit of weddings is the speeches, because it's the closest you get at a wedding to being able to watch TV. Yes, yes, I agree. You just sit and listen. Yeah. You can have a drink. Yeah. Well. If, if they had, yeah, if they hadn't throughout the dinner too, that would completely accurately reflect my recreate my TV <laughs> watching. This for me, as a guest, would be the ideal wedding. Okay, 
arrive, just for me, okay, me personally, arrive, get given a drink, ceremony straight away. And it's just the bit when the bride walks in and the groom looks happy. And then the bit when they ask if anyone present knows of any reason why they can't marry. And then it's yeah. finished. Just yeah. those two bits. The other, the rest of it's a waste of time. You don't know the songs and the readings. No, no. <laughs> then another drink. Then I walk no less than five steps into the reception. Speech straight away. Then dinner with more speeches or a TV on the table. Yeah. Then dancing, I like dancing. Maybe some small karaoke booths. Why did they never have those at a wedding? Yes. One or two person booths. Just go in on your yes, own, have a yes, sing song. Yes. That would be good. Then home in time for Celebrity X Factor or The Voice or similar. That is a truly great wedding. And if you're planning one now, <laughs> that's my top tip for the day. And if your wedding was like that, nobody would have to do a weddings move. <laughs> Seems great. Just a couple of things sort of, uh, that mm. occurred to me as yeah. I was listening to that. The mm. first one mm. is so the the country has still has loads of phone boxes, but people don't use phone boxes anymore. Yeah. Really, yeah, yeah. Why not carry? Uh, why not karaoke booths? Why not convert them into one person karaoke booths? That'd be relieving so much stress throughout the day. Yes, just pop in, yeah. belt something out, carry on your way. The second thing Oh, I was, would love that. I know, amazing. So I'm, I'm a genius. So the, the second thing is, you know, you're describing your son just sitting watching, what, a phone or an iPad? Phone, yeah. Watching episodes of Peter Rabbit. Yeah. Why can't, why is it acceptable for him to do that at a wedding, but not me? To be honest, I don't think it is acceptable for him. No, I got, I I got a lot of dirty looks from other parents <laughs> judging me, me. Answer me this question. <laughs> yeah. What is the most consecutive numbers of... Uh, episodes of Peter Rabbit that that kid has ever watched. Oh, I'm too embarrassed to say. Too embarrassed to say. Because I I think even if you said a number, it wouldn't be the real number. Probably not, no. My son is a bit older than your son. Hmm. And like a lot of kids his age are starting to be able to count. Right. He can count a little bit, but he is better at counting backwards from 10 than he is at counting forwards. Do you want to know why that is? Why? Like from watching videos on iPlayer and Netflix where one episode finishes (laughs) as the countdown to the next one. Amazing. When you were younger, this show was just getting going. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port with you now in your old age. You having a nice time? Yeah, nice time. Yeah, yeah. A lovely podcast this week, isn't it? A lovely time. Um, how's it going with the badges? The badges. I've got some left. Okay. Yeah, which is great news for anyone who hasn't had time to buy one yet. It's great news. So is there anything you would like me to do to try and incite panic buying? <laughs> No, no. You don't want me to say stocks are very limited. There's just a few left if you no. were thinking of getting There's 150 some left. <laughs> <laughs> like I told you, I bought, I bought too many yeah. to keep the prices down. But, you know, it's fine. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I haven't like made when a terrible you, loss. When you say there's 150 loss. left, that's yeah. 150 packs of four. Units, yeah, units. <laughs> right, right. Mm. So, you, so you've got 600 badges in your house in total. Oh, God, don't put it like that. <laughs> Please don't put it like that. Well, they don't. They don't take up hardly any room. Don't worry about it. But they are. They, I mean, they're really flying off the shelves, aren't they? Oh, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. So happy. Um, no, no, because that sounds like you're content. You don't want to sell anymore. I'd be happier. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't want to force people to buy them. They're just really nice to have. And I think you said something which I would have made it very tempting to me. You just pick one. Very discreet. They're small. Hmm. Have it very discreetly on your lapel or on your badge, on your bag. Or I'm going to. You're describing how to wear a badge. No, um, just let me carry on. Okay, you said okay. this originally, and it's like a little nod and a wink to fellow drifters. You know, it's yes. like 
imagine seeing someone else you don't know and they've got one on. Yeah. yeah. Imagine the buzz. Yeah. Don't don't miss out on that buzz. I bought a hat on holiday mm. um, from a place that because we we've been to where we've been on holiday we've sort of been to that location or that the you know the the area a few times over the years mm. and I really have enjoyed over the years going to this place that sells dosas okay called the Hampton Chutney Company sounds nice in a place called Amagansett now I thought to myself shall I buy a sweatshirt that says Amagansett on it because I like buying souvenir from holiday mm. and I thought no I'm going to buy a hat. From the Hampton Chutney Company. Okay. And then if somebody sees me wearing that hat mm-hmm. and they've also been there oh. and eaten one of those dosas. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we're in the little dosa club. It's nice. And that's you don't have to say anything. No, it's just no, that no, kind no, of no, like, no. oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. You'll feel like I feel like if 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 somebody sees me in that hat, who has ever been and it's unlikely I live in London. Yeah. You probably don't get that many tourists going not only going to this particular part of Long Island in New York, but 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 also going and eating these doses. But if somebody does, they'll think he's he's in the club. And you know what it's doing? It's just connecting yeah. in a way you don't need to verbalise. Yeah. It's just connecting with a fellow human being. Doesn't have to be a conversation starter. No, God, please no. I mean, if anything, to a drifter that would be off putting. Yeah, yeah. You know, in fact, we can guarantee. Can we just say now that if you see somebody wearing one of these badges, Mm-mm. don't start a conversation? No, with them. no, no. Now, I do feel that there's there's no need to explain that to drifters; <laughs> they would just know instinctively. We just wouldn't want to. Yeah, um, but we we promise you these badges won't be a com- conversation starter. No. How's that? Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. But you could have a little little wink. I think just a knowing look would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, because winks could be creepy. Yeah, yeah. That's why I changed it. Yeah. <laughs> you saw me like practicing the wink yeah. and thought if you saw somebody doing yeah. that to you. I think creepy. Yeah, yeah you'd yeah. cross the road. Yeah. Um okay, good. So, so I've still got some left. Yes. Should I, should I read out the website? Yes. Oh god, I've forgotten about no, that. No, it's it's really it's very, very easy to remember. I just need to have a quick look at it. It is oh it hasn't come up. What was it again? A drift pod. Hmm. There was some cartel let's, involved. Let's go was to a Mexican the... cartel. <laughs> A drift pod. Oh, this is embarrassing. A drift pod. dot dot com. Okay, that's where you can get the badges from. Let me just check that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I got it right. Oh, and I will also um, blow our own trumpets by saying I mean, it's not impressive because we should have done it ages ago. But while we were off, mm. we managed to get the live show up on Patreon. Oh yes, it's there. Yeah. So, uh, and a couple of people have tweeted me about it, which is which is lovely. Um, in fact, the the reason I got it up, I'm going to be honest, is you know Brit, mm-hmm. who is uh, one one of our most beloved drifters. Mm-hmm. She sent me a message saying, "Where is it?" Good for her. And even though I deleted all the social media apps and things on my phone, mm. it managed to get through to me. Right. Good uh, for her. Through, through a different channel. And I Good thought, I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. I'm going to have to interrupt my holiday. Mm. I was in the middle of writing an email about an intimate adult object. <laughs> I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to make sure that that podcast gets uploaded. So the live show that we did in Hebden Bridge is now available to Patreon supporters. If you want to, if you enjoy the podcast and want to show us a bit of support, if you go to patreon.com stroke adrift, you can hear that if you were there on the night. What a way to relive it. Oh, lovely. If you yeah. weren't there on the night, it's it's as if you were. Mm. Uh, so uh, all you need to do is just like pledge your support for the podcast, help us keep doing it, and then you get access to stuff like this, uh, this live show, patreon.com stroke adrift. And if you want a badge... Yep, it's adriftpod.bigcartel.com. Hold up. 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Jeff Loy, Annabelle Port. If you get close enough, you can taste the freshness. I requested uh, a vegetarian meal on the aeroplane, mm-hmm. and then she she brings it over the, uh, the the cabin crew who was looking after us, and it's an egg sandwich. You don't like egg, do you? Don't like egg. No. But I already feel like I've made enough of a fuss by requesting a vegetarian meal so i don't say anything right so i eat all the little bits around it you know the little bag of pretzels and the grapes and the cheese and crackers and whatever Mm -hmm. but then when she comes to clean up i can't make eye contact with her because you feel embarrassed you haven't eaten you haven't finished your dinner yeah i feel that they've made this special effort for me (laughs) with the vegetarian meal and i feel like i'm ungrateful by not having uh, eaten it and i don't want to address the fact that i haven't eaten it because what i can't consider the classic thing to say in that situation is oh my eyes were bigger than my belly or i'm so full (laughs) and i just nibbled a few things around the edge of the tray Mm. so we would both know that was a lie Mm -mm. you didn't go what didn't you like it (laughs) I mean that was that was my fear. That's why I couldn't make eye contact with oh. her. Because, but why do I feel that would be personally insulting to her? Because she didn't make it. No, it was just loaded onto the plane. Yeah. with my seat number written on it, mm. and then she brought it to me. Yeah, it's nothing and, to do with it. And her. yet, I would feel like I was insulting her in some way <laughs> if I said I didn't like it. Oh. Uh, so there was that. Um, Try to think of any other bits and pieces that happened to me on the 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 holiday. Um, Here's the problem. A few things happened, but they all involved me and my three-and-a-half-year-old, and I worry a bit about doing anything in the realms of kids say the darndest things. Or you know, I don't want to be one of those people mm. who talks about their kid like it's interesting to anybody other than me. Because mm-hmm. you know, I am bi- biologically programmed to think that, but I also remember before I had a child, mm. people would be talking about their child and, you know, in my head it'd be... <laughs> but I think we can, I think we can trust you to, like, give us the select bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so one thing was I took him to a children's museum in, in Brooklyn and I took him quite late in the day so there was almost any, nobody else there. And we were in this section where kids can pretend to make pizza. Okay. In this section, there was me and my son and another dad and his daughter of a similar age. Mm-hmm. My son and his daughter were interacting. Okay. And then um, we individually as fathers were interacting with our children. What I could hear straight away was that both he and I had a British accent. Oh, God, too much in common here. We did not interact with each other at oh, all. It was not acknowledged at all. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like, the same We as both you. obviously had the thought. Oh, hell. Oh, God, it's another British person. What do I do? I'm going to pretend like this isn't happening. <laughs> I just hadn't noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so that, that, was, uh, that, was, that was quite good. Um, what else happened? We, we went to like, a cafe or restaurant or whatever it was one day. 
and my son is obsessed with getting the receipt. Like he really likes using my card to go beep and pay. And he, he then likes getting the receipt. So I pay for something. He touches the card and no receipt comes. So he says receipt. The waitress then says to him, oh, do you really want a receipt? Bearing in mind he's three. Mm. She says to him, do you really want the receipt, though? Because, you know, for the planet, it's not good to be printing out these pieces of paper. And it's up to you. I mean, it's your choice, but Mm. it's your future. Your future? Wow, that's a lot for a three-year-old. He's got no idea what's going on. No. He just goes, receipt. Oh, don't care about the future. (laughs) Of course he doesn't care about his future. He's three. (laughs) But isn't that, you know, isn't that kind of mankind's attitude to the climate crisis Uh, in microcosm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just, I know, well, not that he knew, but I just want the thing. No, I just want the thing. Um, And then the other thing, and I think this does kind of stray into the realms of cuteness. So we got back... And over over the time we've been on hot, my son has very very curly hair. Um, I want you to imagine a, a toddler sized human, but with Art Garfunkel hair. <laughs> that's that's what my son looks like. Um, so while we've been away, and, and people are always saying to him, like in the street and everywhere, they go, "Oh, I like your hair or nice hair." So I've been trying to teach him to say mm. when anybody mentions his hair, mm. "Big hair, don't care." <laughs> Is he doing it? Yeah. Like every now and again. Amazing. He's done it a couple of times and I felt it's really like been one of the greatest moments of my life. That's amazing. Um, so we we were in the street the other day and we're like looking at a shop window, whatever we're doing. And this, this elderly lady comes up to him and says, I like your hair. So I'm thinking, please say big hair. Don't care. Please say big hair. Don't care. And he doesn't. Mm. He puts his hand into his head. Mm pluck some of his hair and says, you can have some. <laughs> Even better. Even better. Amazing. <laughs> that is a great response, isn't it? The best. Says, I like your hair. You can have some if you want. Pull, you ripped it from his own scalp. <laughs> that is commitment. Isn't it? commitment Love to response. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port are adrift with you, which is saying something about you all right quandary corner at the glap clinic here in problematic in my attic um which is problematic Mm. that's what we've christened it yep just in case anybody's accidentally listened to this for the first time and has got this far into the podcast just in case unlikely Mm. i know uh this is where we ask you for uh, any any kind of social situation you've been in where you don't know what the rules are and then we will try and uh, put you right on that yes first one is from matt you will no doubt be aware of the minefield of awkwardness and social pressure that is the supermarket queue today there was a whole new issue that i would greatly appreciate your advice on There was a relatively long queue of three people in front of me and three people behind me. As I was approaching the time to manically load my bulging trolley onto the conveyor, I noticed the person behind me only had three items. The chap was looking sheepishly in my direction, hoping for me to allow him through, even though I could see that there was nobody at the self-service checkouts. Should I let him pass, as he only had three items, even though it would delay me? You will not be surprised that obviously I relented and let him through, as did the person in front of me, which meant that he was served almost immediately. I felt a glow of goodness in that I had helped someone. Now the awkwardness really starts. I now notice the person behind him has only two items. Then even worse, the person behind them has only one item. What should I have done? What I actually did was try desperately to ignore them and to finally held my place in the queue. But this bit me back as when approaching my car in the car park, the person behind me in the queue rushed past, grumbling at me. What? 
I know. How dare they? What do you think? Right. So first off, if you do that, you're doing somebody a favour. Like it's in your gift, you're doing a nice thing. So it's it, if if somebody's grumbling at you, they're straight away in the wrong. Okay. Why don't they just use the self service? I don't get that. Well, there's that. There's that. I mean, some people don't use them because they uh, they they don't want to see people replaced by robots. Okay. I, I quite like people being replaced by robots. I can't think of anything better. The whole world run by robots, <laughs> love, yes, please. Love robots. Uh, and also, you know, don't like interacting with a person. But, mm. you know, people have got their reasons. Yeah, fair but, enough. So, so if you, you do that for somebody, it's, it's a nice thing that you're doing. But mm. I do think the rule is you only have to do it for one person. Yeah, if you do it for three people, it's just getting ridiculous. Yeah, yeah because, I mean, the total number of items with the second mm. person has gone up to five. And I don't know how much the third person had, but it could be, you know, up, upwards of nine items. And you wouldn't let a person with nine items through? No. 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 So um, I, th- I think the rule is if the the if you don't want to do it full stop, then you have to avoid all eye contact. Mm-hmm. Pretend and, you haven't seen you pretend them. Pretend you haven't seen them. Yeah. Uh, and if you do want to do the nice thing, you're only obliged to do the nice thing for one person. You're not, you're not, you know, you're not obliged to go, oh, you two, come on, it's a free for all. Mm. Everyone come to aisle eight. There's some schmuck here. <laughs> Just letting people through. With small number of items. Because getting to the ridiculous thing, like, yeah. say, like say you've got 32 items and they've got 31. Yeah. Like, you know, what we're we supposed to do, yeah, count yeah, that. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay, so the rule is if, you're, if, you, if you've got time for it, you can let one person in, but yeah. that's, that's enough. Yeah, and the, the only reason for doing, you know, doing it in the first place is, is to feel good about yourself. Yeah. So if you really wanted to feel great about yourself, mm. I mean, you could just stand there all day doing it to boost your self-esteem, but up there's no, you. it's up to you. There's no obligation. Okay, well, I feel we've got that completely sorted out. I'm very happy with that. Okay, so let's move on now to Grand Prince Andrew. When I'm out... Really? No, not that one. No, it's his Grand <laughs> Prince Andrew, yeah. When I'm out... And especially on trains, sometimes there is a toilet that has been blocked or otherwise just messed up. Wet floor, toilet roll everywhere. Horrible. Usually I just come out of that stall again and go to another one. But sometimes it's too busy to do that. Or if you're on a train, it might be busy and also two carriages to the next nearest. This means that when you come out, there is an awkward moment when someone else is waiting to go in. Although they might not have seen inside yet, I know what they're about to see slash smell. And it is really important for me to know that I for them to know that I wasn't the cause. For this, sometimes when I'm getting out, I try to look theatrically disgusted at what I've just endured, <laughs> frowning yeah, and yeah, shaking yeah. my head. Once I made eye contact and in a panic did a sort of Parisian shrug, which I'm not sure got the message over or just came across as, what are you going to do about it? As an aside, once this happened in the M&S on Oxford Street and the stall was so appalling, I tried to wait out the other people waiting so they go to the other stall. Unfortunately, apparently that stall was out of order and after about 10 minutes, people were still waiting. So I just legged it out of the shop and haven't been back since. <laughs> I would appreciate your advice on what to do in this situation. Do I just pretend nothing is wrong? I, th- I feel that you're doing the right thing. Like I have myself before now ended up cleaning up other people's mess. Whoa. I mean, not not the very extreme end of it. I mean, even I, there's, a, there's a point at which I won't, but just so that somebody doesn't think I did it. Caroline Hearn used to have a great thing in a stand-up where she would tell a story about going into uh, a, a, a loo in a pub or wherever it was and going into a cubicle and it being so disgusting in there that she just came straight out and went into the next cubicle. And then as she's standing there washing her hands, 
she sees somebody come and do the exact same thing. And as they come out of the cubicle, she says, oh, I just did that. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looking like the world's worst yeah, person. Yeah, the pride. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think in that situation, when it's happened to me, mm. I think I've said before, oh, it was like, I think I've, I have referred to it. I've said, oh, it was like that one. Like, nothing mm-hmm. to do with me. Yeah, Because yeah. you can't not refer to it, can you? No, no. Because what if they think it's you? Yeah, I know. Because the trouble with trying to do it via a facial expression, I mean, maybe it could look like pride accidentally. Mm-hmm. So could you just say nothing and just are we are we overthinking this when when you okay when someone comes out of a toilet yeah. doesn't say a word and yeah. you go in it's filthy do you yeah. assume it's there yes or do you, yes oh, you do yeah and I would then go back like if I was with my wife I'd point them out and say go there <laughs> you should have seen the state you ruined that toilet I'm thinking like and this is often the case in train toilets I think they're all they're often like that do you you don't think oh they just it's been like that for two hours I mean there is a point at which. You know, it, it it looks like the apocalypse. And, mm. But uh, I, I wonder know. if I judge it based on the person, if they look like the type who'd leave a mess. <laughs> I wonder if that's what I do. But I think I just assume I do look like the type who'd leave a mess. <laughs> when in actual fact, I'm the one cleaning up somebody mm. else's mess. Okay, so the thing to do is come out and then go, oh dear. A tut? Would a tut do the job? <sighs> no, it's not. That's An not eye enough. roll? No, because that's like, no, no, that's not saying enough. I think you just have to say, sorry, it was like that when I went in it. it could you sing Shaggy's It Wasn't Me? <laughs> that's definitely what we shouldn't be doing. Oh, dear. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening to it. Uh, We really appreciate you taking the time to download it and allow it into your ears and brain every week. Thank you. Um, That is assuming you do it every week. I mean, as I said before, you you could, uh, unlikely as it be, as it might be, be a first-time listener, um, or maybe you listen to one every 15 episodes. I don't know. But the trouble is you can't keep adding all these caveats in. Um, we'd love to hear from you if you want to share your story it is hello at adriftpodcast.com thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music Um, I need to mention Man and the Echo actually if I can just while I'm talking go into my Twitter I received a message from Joe from the band who wanted me to to tell you that there's um, there's a new they've got a new video out Um, they're supporting Divine Comedy oh great at the moment I mean, Man and the Echo, great live band, and what a treat to get to see them with Divine Comedy as well. So, so anyway, um, the, the the new album is terrific. They're, they're a great live band. The album's great, and uh, uh, Google the video. I'm not going to read out like YouTube.com stroke PQ equals eight or whatever it would be. Fine, fine. Yeah. You know, I've already done enough damage with all those caveat caveats to how often people listen but uh, yeah thanks to the man in the echo for the back of music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music during the incident Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox made all the little eye dents they're the voices you hear on them uh, also thanks to Patrick Gunning and Juana Babu for plugging it all in Kim Rainey designed our artwork Carla Gowlett took the photos and I will finish this week by saying Slither Spook <laughs> Thank you.
Adrift. Adrift. Partication time. Right, let's have a look here. Uh, this comes from Matthew, Lupin and Jess, the dogs, Williams, uh, who say, Hi, Annabelle and Jeff. Hi. Hi. Please read this out on your 3rd of October podcast transmission, probably episode 102 based on your two-week holiday. You're only right. Correct, yes. Speaking of holidays, my wife, I think that's Lorna. It is Lorna, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you why. It's, um, but that's, I don't understand how that can be Lorna, and I'll tell you for why. Because it's not a capital L, mm. nor is it a lowercase i. So it must be an uppercase I. It is Lorna. But why would he type an, an uppercase I? Typo? Autocorrect. Autocorrect. What sort of phone are you using, Matthew, which would autocorrect Lorna to Iona? I can probably tell you. I think it says it at the bottom. Oh, really? But not, but not on your one. <laughs> um, my wife, Lorna, sent you a publication earlier in the year advising she was flying to Greece with my family of uh, 14 and my family members, 16 in total. Yes, I do remember this now. Because she was terrified of flying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I know it's Lorna. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she would miss our dogs, Lupin and Jess, the most. I thought it would be nice to advise an update. Holiday went very well. A uh, successful confidence builder for Lorna. It's happened again, though. Yeah, yeah. iPhone, by the way. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Why would it do that? Mm -hmm. um, unless he's like, you know, she's got this E. e. Cummings thing going on. <laughs> well, she just likes it all to be lowercase. Maybe. But he spells loop. Yeah, he spells looping with a proper L, isn't he? I don't know what's going on. Oh, hang on. I'm being an idiot. What? It is just a lowercase L, isn't it? I thought it was a capital I. Oh, okay. No, capital I looks different, doesn't it? No, yeah. it doesn't. It looks the same. Yeah. Oh, just, anyway, let's move on. I just want to say what is wrong with me that I th it was more likely to me <laughs> that he'd misspelled his wife's name <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> using a, a capital I, <laughs> which, you know, how, how would that even ha happen rather than it just being the actual letter it should be, just the lowercase one? Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I really think my brain is going soft. <laughs> Soft. Soft. I've mean, for a while. Yeah, yeah. Soft in there. I thought you said softer. That's remarkable. Like the lack of logic that it, it would take for me to think that. <laughs> Do you not think that's bizarre? A little bit. Do you not think like you just hear if 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 somebody who is like their field of expertise is cognitive function. Hmm. If they heard that, they'd think, oh, there's, there's something. If it makes you feel any better, when I first read it, I read it as Iona. And I thought, that's a weird name. And then but, I read on, I was like, oh, it's Lorna, isn't it? But what is wrong with us that we would think that? Yeah, idiots. <laughs> like, because it is just an L, it's just a, yeah. a lowercase just, one. I think it's the way it looks. It looks like Iona, that's why. I think the confusion is it looks like Iona, which is, is a name. Do you know what I love about you? <laughs> Like it, you're such a good friend. Like if I do something just moronic, like I just did, mm. you'll tr you'll convince me that uh, no anybody would make a mistake like that. I want you to feel better. <laughs> Jesus, that was quite something. It's uh, honestly, it's understandable. I'm not even trying to make you feel better. I did the same okay, thing. I okay, thought it was Iona okay, at first, okay. and I thought that's a weird name, Iona. And then I read on. I was like, oh, it's Iona. Well, it was a very successful uh, confidence builder for Iona. Okay, let's, let's not call her Iona. <laughs> <laughs> what? The, the, 
question really here is why isn't he capitalising his wife's name? Because he capitalises the dog's name, so that's no problem. <laughs> why has his wife been sort of put down below the dogs? It, I'm sure this is his phone doing it because I've told you my phone will capitalise my name, not just the first letter, but all of it. Yeah, yeah my phone does that for you as why? well. But, yeah, but it's really why? annoying. It's so, so annoying. It's, like, it's because that's what, oh, for it's me, like, it's that's what you're in my address book as, and therefore it automatically corrects it to the address book name. But like you're I'm not going, in your address book. It's like I'm going, all the best. <laughs> Jeff! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's annoying. Um, what are we talking about? Iona. L- L- Lorna. Uh, she relaxed to some degree, so much so that she booked us up for an eight-hour trip to Canada, on uh, which we're flying out today, the 3rd of October, via Amsterdam. So we're going to be t- doing two flights for two weeks uh, where she will be visiting a Gilmore Girl TV show fan festival in Unionville where the pilot episode was filmed. I'm so proud of her. She is really a strong and wonderful woman. I don't know much about Gilmore Girls. I know that uh, if you're of a certain age and mm. demographic, it was absolutely huge. But yeah, I never saw it. I think it. I could get into a sort of fan festival thing. Mm. So definitely, I could do like a sign. They do a Seinfeld one every year. Should go and celebrate Festivus. I'd enjoy that. I could. I'd happily go to a Muppet Show one. I could go to a Lost one, maybe. Maybe I'd enjoy that. Have you rewatched Lost? I've seen it about six times. Yeah, six. Yeah, but partly because I was doing a podcast on it, so I had to watch it quite a lot of times for that. Oh, right, right. But you've not... And then I think twice since then, maybe. Or even once, I don't know. All right, all right, all right. Yes, I'm very... Have I said that? He's proud of her. She's a strong and wonderful woman. Have I said that? Say it again. There we go. Um, I thought it'd be nice to share a story from the holiday with you, which I feel is a bit of a drifter moment. My wife is a self-confessed drifter, and I pretend I'm, uh, I'm I'm not knowing my wife is such a drifter that she'll fully deny me doing anything confrontational so I can live the lie of a non-drifter. I, uh, I only found this out recently when we were on said family holiday. We were in a nice hotel in Rhodes with French, Spanish, English and German families, and we started playing Cards Against Humanity. Obviously, this is a, a sort of a controversial, not quite board game, but game people play okay. with contentious subjects and okay. I think it gets a bit racy. Okay, okay. I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah. It's not like strip poker racy. Right, right, right. Um, obviously, awkwardness could happen. So we were sat away, outside away from everyone else playing this game, drinking all-inclusive alcoholic drinks so toilet breaks were necessary. In one particular round, my cousin's husband had laid down the answer, excuse me, the answer, the Nazis, to one question, uh, which I can't remember exactly. But if I were to paraphrase it, it would be something along the lines of who caused the genocide, i.e. it was a factual answer to the question. So in our warped mind, not that funny compared to a fart in the lift. So I think you do you have to like uh, I played it once but it was a long time ago. Do, right. you, have to, do you have to sort of hypothesize about what the question might be? I, honestly, I don't know anything about it, but it sounds like from that yeah. that you or, or there's a question and you and you look at your cards in your hand and you put down the funniest answer or the right answer. Yeah, that's I don't ringing, know. A, ringing a bell now. Yeah. Uh, so my cousin, whilst in the cubicle of the toilet, was shouting across to me and my brother that he could not believe that. My answer of the Nazis for what caused the genocide is the funniest answer. Oh, I see. Right, you, you have, have to, to put down the funniest, funniest answer. answer. And okay. so he wasn't giving right, the right. Nazis was a factual thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, got yeah, it, got yeah. it, got it, right. I feel like Matthew is hating us. I know, I know. Firstly, we can't say Lorna. Now we don't understand cards of genocide or whatever it's called. Cards of genocide? <laughs> cards of whatever it's called. Like. genocide of humanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, don't, yeah, we're not understanding this properly. We've basically ruined his podication. 
Oh. <laughs> anyway, keep, keep going, keep going. Uh, as I was washing my hands, this tall, blonde, blue-eyed, wire-rimmed, spectacled gentleman <laughs> came out of the stalls uh, who he'd not seen was in there already, looked at me, tutted and walked out. It then clicked that, though being stereotyped by me, he was obviously German. I wanted the ground to swallow up, uh, swallow me up as I ran out of there. I mean, that is worse than that episode of Faulty Towers, <laughs> by, by far. Uh, wishes luck on our next trip to Canada and the dogs Lupin and Jess. Regards, Matthew Lupin and Jess Williams. Well... I feel very deeply, deeply sorry <laughs> about the whole Cards of Humanity massacring what is a good story now that I... Uh, mm-hmm. you know, other podcasts, they might go back and re-record this. What? Yeah. My parking's about to run out. Okay. Uh, well, there we go. Uh, Jess, Matthew, have a marvellous time in Canada. I hope the Gil- Gilmore Girl Festival in Unionville is all you want it to be. And if you would like a podcast, email hello at adriftpodcast.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina. 